to another edition of the Unicorns Podcast. This is a podcast series featuring business leaders, motivators, innovators, and general go-getters. Well, there's a new entrant in Australia's competitive multi-billion dollar superannuation industry. It's called Tomorrow Super, and it's promising to be a low-cost, hassle-free, SMSF type model to revolutionize superannuation and investment. It's been designed for the big changes occurring in Australia's financial sector. It's the brainchild of Wes Hall, who is the founder and CEO of Tomorrow Super. And Wes joins me now. G'day, Wes. Hi, Justin. Great, great to join the podcast. So when did you first get the idea for Tomorrow Super? Uh, it was about five years ago, but a little bit longer. Um, we um, started with a conversation amongst friends, actually, strangely enough, at a bar. <laughs> um, and <laughs> Very it was, good. <laughs> uh, and so it was, um, yeah, maybe I'll kind of uh, hang out with an interesting group, but um, we were talking about why people um, aren't as involved with their finances, perhaps, as they should be. Um, and yeah. Um, and for, for, for most people in Australia, there's really two main sources of wealth, and that's the property, so their, their home, um, and superannuation. Mm-hmm. And, and so whilst Australians love property, they don't love their super, um, and I want to I change that. Mm. And so were you working in the finance industry at the time? Have you been, um, been in the game for a while? Yeah, I have. It's, it's been a, um, a passion of mine really since I was about 12 years old. But, but you know, um, sort of after, after I left university um, and did, I did an undergrad, um, uh, yeah, sort of joined the finance industry about 25 years ago. Um, mm-hmm. And I've been uh, really fortunate to work with some, some great people and some great businesses at sort of different stages of their life cycle. Um, it's, I've worked in four continents, mostly in Australia, but, but um, had you know, great experience in the, in the US, Europe um, and, and Asia. Um, and um, sort of with a sort of combination of hard work and some, some luck of, of really um, being able to kind of um, yeah, have, have great exposure to different different roles. Um, and, you know, for me, it was about trying to better understand the whole wealth management value chain. So, you know, everything from how you manage the money to products and then, you know, the advice side as well. So, um, so yeah, that sort of all culminates in, um, yeah, a, a really yeah, a deep passion that I've got about um, the intersection between digital and, and, and wealth management to drive better consumer outcomes. So, like the... I think wealth or, or the, you know, the, the real top end of town are pretty well served, but I think for majority of people, they find it really hard. Um, and you know, I had the first entree into that in creating Australia's first robo-advice engine 22 years ago. Um, and mm-hmm. so since then, it's really been, you know, how do you get that, um, the information that um, might otherwise only be in the domain of top end of town, how do you get that um, to, to, to many people um, so they, they all, all can get a better outcome? Yeah, okay. So... Tell us about Tomorrow Super and how it works. Um, you know, at, uh, at a high level, we, are, you know, we intend to offer a product that offers uh, much the same choice, transparency and control of a self-managed super fund or an SMSF, um, uh, but without the admin and, and high fixed costs. Mm. Um, and so I think that you know, the, the, the banks get a lot of criti- criticism in, in, in this country, much of it's justified. But one thing they've got right is the move of banking to an online experience. Um, yes, so, definitely. Yeah, yeah. And, and so, um, yeah, we, yeah, it's really reluctantly, you'd want to go into a branch, right? Like you just, it's just <laughs> so much easier to do it on your phone or your, or your laptop. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, so we're on a mission to do you know, much the same for super. Um, 
So there's no paperwork, you're in control, um, um, and you get help when you need it, a place and time that's con- convenient for you. You should be able to do it everything from you know, on the sofa or on a bus or wherever, right? Like, and so, yeah. um, but but wealth wealth products don't, you know, I, I, you know, I've, I've seen very little evidence in this country of, of, um, of, of that being possible. So, um, so in, you know, for, yeah, in, in coming back to sort of where, where does, you know, how does tomorrow work, right? Effectively, you know, in super, the two most important things are one, putting money in, and second, is getting your asset allocation right. Um, and thankfully, mm-hmm. um, with the with the superannuation guarantee pa- uh, payments, we uh, we've got a great start with getting getting money in uh, by virtue of that that ten percent of your of your um, salary. Your yeah, your salary. Yep. Thank you. Um, the second part um, is to help people understand what mix of assets is appropriate for them. This asset allocation bit, and and that's really for 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 tomorrow um, and, and use of the product, that's really the first most significant building block um, is selecting a risk profile and asset allocation that's appropriate for, for you. Um, and then second is um, to have a choice of a, a theme or a style of, of a professionally managed portfolio um, that suits mm. you. So it could be um, an ESG portfolio, which, which is really popular at the moment, um, could be I mean, index portfolio, could be innovation like science and tech and, and so forth. Um, and then the third step, and for people that, are, that really want to kind of get involved, um, is that they can invest a portion of, of their super directly in in shares, um, and you know, and so you get this sense of you know, majority of the majority of your money in super is invested professionally, and um, but a, but a portion of it you can kind of hive off and, and invest directly in in companies that you've got an interest in. And can you do that? Is that um, does that have an international flavour, or is it just um, going to be in Australia? Uh, yeah, it, it does. Yeah, so. Um, Sort of the, the international bits, um, it's sort of directly and indirectly. And so, so what I'll explain, what I mean by that is that, um, so at launch, the clients will either indirectly um, um, invest in shares through the, or, or directly through those those professionally managed portfolios that I mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, so within that, within those professionally managed portfolio, there'll be a mix of shares, Australian and international shares, exchange traded funds and managed funds. Um, uh, and so, um so, but in addition to that, you know, then you know, as I mentioned before, that that bit you sort of hive off, um, you know, up to twenty percent, you can invest directly in in, in international um, shares. So at launch, we would expect that to be the U- U.S. shares, but um, yeah, okay. we, we we won't stop there. So potentially, you could have um, some of the big U.S. stocks like Apple or Google in your super portfolio. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and you know, that's what and people tell me. That's what they get excited about. You know, they can they can um, invest in things that they care about um, mm-hmm. and and companies that they connect with. You know, it's either might be on a values basis. You know, they say that they're doing good in the in in the world, or that they might be um, yeah a brand that they like. Like you know, I mentioned, you know, Apple or Nike or Tesla. Or, you know, like those sorts of you know, big consumer brands, which um, there aren't too many of those in Australia. So you know, certainly, no. for, um, you know, I think for those brands that we connect with all the time, you know, if people you know, you know, really like that brand, there's an opportunity to also invest in it. So what would you say is going to set tomorrow apart from the other super providers that are currently in market? Um, well, so it's the, yeah, I, well, what I would say about the, you know, the kind of the existing super funds in, in the market is it's, it's pretty hard, right? Like it's, it's, um, and for, uh, what yeah, what we know is that only thirty percent of all super funds in this country disclose where people's savings are actually invested. Um, mm. I, I think that's outrageous, right? That surely you have the right to know 
where your, where your money, money, yeah, where your money. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Right? I agree. Yeah. yeah, it's it's um and and that's I think there's multitude of reasons for that, but I, but I think it's got to change. Um, and so we want to make it really easy for people to understand where and how their money's invested. Um, I still I realise that the finance world can be a bit confusing for a lot of people. So it's how do we how do we help um, our clients make small incremental decisions that are meaningful, but 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 and it will, will help impact um, their retirement savings. So. Um, and so, you know, like, you, know, you, th- you look at um, you know, the boom in share trading over the last couple of years, you know, and many Australians are now researching their own investments and, you know, they're prepared to take on some of their own investing decisions. Um, and just last year, there were, I was reading, um, you know, a, a week or so ago, there's 1.25 million active online investors in Australia, but super mm. caught up with that, right, with the, mm. with the shift to online investing. Um, and, and the reason for that is it's hard, right? It's, it's hard to, it's actually hard to do what we're 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 we're, um, we're doing, right? Like um, allowing people outside of a self-managed super fund, like in in our fund, right? Um, but to be able to make individual elections to you know, where and how they want their money invested, down to do individual shares. And so, where's who are you going after? Who is your target market for tomorrow, super? It's kind of more about sort of stage rather than age, um, but, but mm. you know, we would think you know. So it's for people that are starting to care a bit more about their super, um, and so the um, you know we kind of loosely call them like people that would otherwise be considering a self-managed super fund or the SMSF consideration set. Um, so mm. so there's twenty thousand um, self-managed super funds established um, every year. Um, the the, the most significant age group of people that are setting that up is the 35 to 44 year old age group. They, that's almost double that age group over over any other age group that are setting, yep. setting them up. Um, and so they, uh, so that group, you know, have you know, um, it's about the average is about 240 grand that are setting up a self-managed super fund. Um, and typically, it's a um, a couple that's that's establishing that. And so you're kind of getting to this point where, you know, you've you've um, you found someone, you know, you, you're starting to think about, um, uh, you, know, you know, how you can kind of maximise, you know, your household um, savings, you know, and for some people think, oh, maybe this existing super, it, it, I don't feel like I've got enough say in it. I don't really know where it's invested. Mm-hmm. Um, it's starting to get to a size where I want to take take it a bit more seriously. And so so a lot of people go into a self-managed super fund, but they find it's actually not fun, right? They <laughs> There's too much the, the cost, the admin. It's, it's a headache. So, so what is what is required if you set up a, a self-managed super fund? I mean, what are some of the things that you've got to do, and how much does it cost? Yeah, you've got to get a um, your own deed to set up a self-managed super fund. You've got to, you know, um, so you need help to do that. You have to get it audited. You have to pull the, all the accounts together every year. Um, yeah, it's hard to say exactly sort of how much it's it costs. A nightmare. But, you know, it's, it is a nightmare, right? <laughs> and um, uh, and the, especially for smaller account balances, you know, I, yes. I, I don't think they're the right fit. Like, I, I'm not, I'm not negative on self-managed super funds. I, I'm actually just negative on them for for smaller account balances. Sort yep. of sub sub five hundred grand. I, I really don't think that they're. Uh, um, it's a great choice. Um, and so outside of the costs, is that a thirty percent of all um, uh, super self-managed super fund monies are invested still in cash, right? And we know, you know, cash has been terrible. Um, mm. uh, asset class for the last 20 years, right? And so whilst you might want to have a little bit of cash for a rainy day in your self-managed super fund, certainly shouldn't be anywhere near 30%. And so that erodes returns. And so why does that happen? Because people get busy they um, and they kind of forget to deploy that cash into other assets or they, they're a bit unsure. And, and so it just sits there and they're not getting the return on it. They would be if it was otherwise 
actively managed. You touched on it earlier. Do you think many people in Australia have a set and forget mentality when it comes to their own super? Yeah, um, I think it's more a forget mentality rather than a set and forget <laughs> mentality. <laughs> I think I've got it somewhere. Yeah, right. who, am I, who am I with again? Yeah, mm. that's right. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, so two-thirds of people still have their super in a default fund. Um, so um, that means they haven't made a – most of those two-thirds haven't made an active choice, right? Like they're, Or it's just a balanced, you know, oh, yeah, that, that seems right. I don't know. I don't know. So – um, and so now with you know, your your super reforms that have come in, um, uh, there's this concept of super stapling. So what that means is that effectively your super fund goes with you from employer to employer. Mm. And so, so um, you know, with that change, you know, I think it's giving cause for people to maybe look at their super a bit more and go, well, this is something you know, I'm going to have for my working life and, 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 and um, most likely into retirement. So... So it's only kind of reinforcing that importance of you know leaning into your super and making more active choice um, around it, um, and so that's yeah what we're trying to enc- encourage people to do. What sort of research, Wes, did you have to do before you got into setting up the business? Did you did you have to look at what was happening uh, both here and overseas as to where the market was going? Yeah, we did. Yeah, the um, and I've been yeah you know, been fortunate. You know, myself and the team have got pretty. Good broad experience, but the um, you know, for example, you know, I in you know, in a past life, you know, I helped create um, a product solution called um, Sonata with a company called Bravura Solutions, who are listed on the ASX, and so um, that's a sort of a, a, a really high end kind of wealth management platform that helps support um, different wealth offers around the world, um, and so you know, um, and through that, then you know, I was involved in the early scoping with a with a wrap out of the US, oh, sorry, the UK Nucleus Financial Group that's gone on to be listed on the London Stock Exchange. Um, mm-hmm. I've, I've spent a fair bit of time in the in the US and UK, particularly kind of looking at different sort of platforms offer offers. But the one that's I think we're probably closest to in terms of um, who we're emulating is so, um, Charles Swab out of the, out of the US. Um, and interest, interestingly, they did try and come to Australia, but they kind of found the super rules a bit hard. Um, but effectively, the you know, Charles Swab model was designed for the customer in mind um, and put the customer at the centre of everything, gave them the control. Um, but it but it also enjoyed mass financial advisor support. Um, and so yeah, we think okay. that's really important, yeah. right? Like, we, you know, um, I'm a massive believer in financial advice and good quality financial advice. Um, and so, we, yeah, we, we've designed the platform whilst it's for the customer. It's also for the advisor who wants to do a great job with their client, um, set, you know, put them in a platform that they know that um, the customer can self-service. They, they don't need the advisor to do all the admin stuff around it, which you know, no one tends to value that much. They just want to be able to make it, you know, so and, and, and make it simple and not have to print forms out and, and do it all the, 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 old, the old way. Mm. Do you reckon if you did a straw poll of a hundred punters that have any idea how much they have in their super? Um, yeah, <laughs> uh, it, it's interesting that the, like the demographic trends on that are changing. So the the um, younger generations are, are, are much more likely. Like so, the yeah, the Gen Z and Gen Y checks check their balance of the super much more. Regularly, mm, okay. um, so yeah, I was reading a report on that recent, you know, relatively recently actually. Like, so it's about uh, about half um, of that sort of that um, Gen Z, Gen Y kind of check it once a month their account balance, whereas the the baby boomers are at about thirty percent. 
Um, so, so people are a bit more aware of it, right? They, but they they check the balance and kind of move on. They don't, they don't really do much else. Um, mm, and, and yeah, and, and just the asset allocation that that step is just it's actually pretty it's actually pretty simple. But you, ne- you people need help, right, to be able to decide what that the right um, mix of assets. And you know, generally for people when they they've got a long time to live, right? It's not just time to retirement, but you know, but it's also time that where they would potentially exhaust all the money they've got in their super. And so they should be thinking about a 30, 40, 50 year time horizon. And so when you do that, then you you can afford to take on a bit more risk in your portfolio. So you can, you know, and what that means is generally investing more in shares and property at the expense of cash and, and bonds. So what are the sort of things that should be in a good super fund? So you've designed this from from scratch, from the, from the ground up, but if you were, you know, what, on your wish list, what are the things that if you, you're going through whatever your super might be, what are the things that uh, they should have um, in the fund? Um, it's about diversification, yeah, I think. So it's a, you know, a mix of different assets, um, you know, so different asset classes. So you know, like, like I mentioned, those shares, property, cash, bonds. So getting a mix of those, doing it at a... But doing it at a low cost and understanding what you're invested investing in. Um, yeah, if you can't if you can't understand what you're investing in, then yeah, that, that you you really struggle to kind of make an informed decision. So, mm. uh, like I said earlier, you know, thirty percent of only thirty percent of super funds actually tell you where they invest your money. So, so I'd be you know that I think that's that's got to change. We're changing it, um, and so giving that visibility. Probably the other thing that. Um, is topical is is crypto right? Um, yeah, so I was going to ask about oh, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, I actually think there's a place for cryptocurrencies in superannuation. I'm probably a bit of an outlier on that, but um, yeah, there's more than three million Australians own cryptocurrencies, um, and so I think there's a strong case for a small amount of cryptocurrency exposure in a diversified superannuation portfolio. But the but the regulations haven't caught up yet, um, and I right. saw. So Andrew Bragg with you know um, pull together um, a Senate report and whilst it's 140 odd pages I haven't read read it all line for line I've kind of read some of the summaries and and I think yeah you know, look at some of the key recommendations there I think it's an important step in bringing the the digital and, and distributed ledger technology cryptocurrency to and and the traditional world of finance closer together um, mm. and so I think that's that's going to be an important step um, for getting the balance right between what people want clearly is appetite to invest in cryptocurrencies. Three million Aussies have done it, um, but also consumer protection. Um, and I think that's been the the reservation for for you know people that um, oversee the super funds, you know, and the the regulators here. They're, they're worried about people getting burnt. Um, but I think mm. that's going to change. Um, but you know, for example, it's really hard for financial advisors because financial advisors are under this a code of ethics where there's a requirement that clients need to understand the benefits, costs, and risks. Um, of, of their investment. And so um, yeah, unless you're a subject matter expert in cryptocurrencies, it's pretty hard to understand the, the benefits and, and risks associated with that, right, and, as it is for financial advisors. So there's, there's going to need to be a, a loosening of everything. And, and is the, the default them, therefore for them to say, stay away, this is that's not right. for you? Yeah. That's it, yeah, yeah. Because it, it's, it is it does seem a bit complex and it's got its own jargon and, you know, they talk about on and off ramps and even distributed ledger technology and all this thing, which, you know, um, a lot of people have got comfortable with, but, you know, if you, if you're new to it, it's, it's, it's a, it's, you know, a bit of a minefield. It's a, mi- it's a mystery. Yeah. yeah, that's right. So, so I think it will happen. You know, I think, I think um, investment in, in crypto, you know, will happen by super, but, but it's going to take time and it's going to be, um, yeah, be breaking some new ground, you know, like we're, we, 
we're considering it. We certainly wouldn't have it at launch, but it's something that you know we're 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 investigating. Mm. So, are, is there a lot of red tape and regulations involved when you're trying to set up a new super business? <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> just a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, rightly so. Like in the, you know, we don't, and, and I think um, the superannuation industry's done a pretty good job, and the regulators, like you know, there's not the, there's no high profile or the, no, like there aren't there aren't the issues, right? And so I think you know, in a lot of ways, the regulation's working. But just to give you a sense, you know, like we're governed by the corporations law, and you know, we need a um, Australian financial services license with ASIC, which we've got. We've got to go to the um, APRA who um, regulate the super funds to get the fund registered. There's a independent trustee that's that sits um, between the between APRA and the and the super funds. Um, then there's a custodian that you need to have that helps to provide safe custody over the assets that are invested. So, um, uh, and and that's important. You know, like I, I've been speaking to my um, parents who you know retired recently. And they're like, oh, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, you got to move your your um, your um, your pension or your super money's across, you know, obviously in a general advice model. Um, but uh, the <laughs> conversation you have with your with with your family, and they're like, oh yeah, but we're not sure. Like you know, you know, what if the the, the the you know the business isn't successful? And I'm like, oh thanks, mum and dad, for the vote of confidence. But yeah, that's but, great. But no, but the second point is more um, that they want to. Um, but you know, with a custodian, that no matter what happens, the business, their money's safe, right? Like the money, yeah. money. There's a third party that does that that provides. Um, you know, safe custody of those of the assets, right? And that, I think that's really important. Um, and then, yeah, we're also, you know, like all like all financial service companies, you're, you're kind of a member of the Australian Financial Complaints Authority, AFCA. Um, so, mate, and the list goes on. So, you know, there's no there's no shortage of regulation and 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 processes and you know reports that we need to do. But that's okay. I think it's you know it's important for the proof. Probably needed. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, what about? Um annual returns are you able to forecast what you what you're hoping for or is that um that's still a a bit of a mystery yeah no no one can really right like Mm. if they they try you know kind of beware a bit you know like yeah you can talk about kind of maybe returns outside of it you know yeah outside of uh, inflation or above inflation but that's a sort of a longer term kind of uh, average rather than kind of you know what it might look like in kind of one year because no one's gonna no one can um, safely predict what predict the market yeah. do in, the, in the in the next you know six 12 months five years right so so yeah the likelihood that you get to outperform inflation by two three five ten percent the fundamental thing that's driven out off is asset allocation right so so yeah I, I, do you have more exposure to shares and property um, um, and and if you do, then you know history would say you know over the last hundred and thirty odd years that that you get to out outperform those other defensive assets, right? But but you know it could be a bumpy ride along the way. So um, so yeah, no one no one can accurately predict that. You know, but what they can, you know, you, you kind of got to focus on what you can control. And so yeah, I think there's you know really three undeniable trends when it comes to investing in Australia, and that's that's sort of the the emergence of economic activism. So that's through you know, ESG, um, environmental yep. societal governance kind of investing. It has to be low cost. Um, and then also that, you know, the rise of the self-directed investor, like, you know, like I mentioned before, 1.25 million Australians, you know, investing directly in the market. So, so yeah, that's where tomorrow we're seeking to deliver on all three that, you know, the values-based ESG type investing thematics that, that align to what's important to you. Um, you know, make it, put the power, you know, in the hands of the, the client, you know, to be able to invest, you um, 
how they want and that fits for them, but also do it at a, at a low cost. How have you funded uh, Tomorrow's Super thus far, Wes? Uh, it's, it's a bit of a combination. So um, so it's, we were what they call bootstrapped for the first few years. We're effectively um, we're working for, for the love of it for, the, for, for a while. Um, um, and so that's, you know, that, that's not, you know, you have to – You've got to be around to for love a while it. to be yeah. able to do that, yeah. And you've got to believe. Um, and second, um, you know, in the last few years, we've we've taken some some uh, outside capital from you know sort of committed um, individuals, and you know, believe that you know, what we're doing is you know, creating you know, something that's going to be great. Um, and so, uh, yeah, so so yeah, we've done that, and then we're embarking on a on a new capital raise, you know, now. So um, okay, so if people are out there listening, there's an opportunity to invest in. The entity of tomorrow, super. Yeah, there is. Yeah, yeah. We've um, yeah, we've sort of had that open for a couple of weeks. It's been we've, I've been blown away by the interest. Um, uh, but yeah, we've you've got yeah, big family offices, some ASX listed companies that are interested. Some really prominent people in the finance industry that are that are committing capital. Um, but yeah, but for yeah, we're still open for you know um, sophisticated investors. So um. Uh, so they could go on our website, um, you know, and just kind of register their interest, and we'll get in. We'll get in contact. So if you go to tomorrowsuper.com.au, you can there's a there's a link there, um, or yeah, you can find me on find me on LinkedIn as well. Um, if you if you want to sort of reach out reach out directly. And have you figured out whether where's like what the future of Tomorrow Super might be? Do you think um, potentially an ASX listing an IPO could be could be on the cards, provided all things go well? Yeah, that's a plan. Yeah, so we're thinking sort of around sort of twelve months or so. That 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 would be the, mm-hmm. the the intention. So we've sort of been exploring that, speaking to sort of a few different brokers about about that model. Um, so yeah, that would be. So we'll do the the capital raise that we're that's that we've just embarked upon um, now. We'll get that away, and then yeah, you know, that'll that'll help sustain the business for for quite some time. But but we'd probably look to raise. Um, yeah, like I said, sort of within that within that twelve month period, um, and then um, as part of that would be would would anticipate a, a, a listing. But um, yeah, so that's that's that, that's the intention. Well, Wes, it's uh, it's a great story, and it has all the hallmarks of a a really good business. So we wish you all the very best with the uh, well with the capital raise now and the growth of the business in uh, in twenty twenty two and beyond. Wes Hall founder and CEO of Tomorrow Super. Thanks so much for joining us on the program today. Thanks, Justin.